Welcome to Igris Moshe A to Z. I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, and this week we're looking at two vote relating to E, education. Today we'll look at two two vote relating to Rav Moshe's attitude towards going to college. In this matter, of course, you know, there are those on opposite ends of the spectrum. There are those who would say that it's completely forbidden to go to college, either because secular studies is nonsense and it's just taking away time from Talmud Torah, or because secular studies could undermine one's uh, faith principles or the environment in college could be threatening in terms of co-education, also other types of values that are being taught there. I mean, there's certainly those that feel for a collection of those reasons that it's absolutely forbidden. On the other end of the spectrum, there are those that say that going to college is a good thing, and uh, that's the non-Orthodox community, that there's intrinsic value, um, or at least instrumental value in secular studies, and that feels that there are not serious risks of going to college, or that those risks are worth the cost, and that it's still a central value of us as a community. Um, Rav Moshe, not surprisingly, positions himself somewhere in between these two extremes and says that while it is not ideal that somebody should leave yeshiva, talking about men, and go to college if they want to for for career purposes, it is not forbidden for them to do so. Um, and at the same time, saying that under certain circumstances, based on the context, it actually would be forbidden. So we're going to start with a tshuva in Yerodea 434 from 1972. The heading is, Can yeshiva students talking about, you know, those that are of college age, go ahead and learn in college during the summer. When it comes to learning in michlalot, and then in parentheses, colleges, in general, learning in college is not so obvious. And we don't, you know, overly protest it. Because it might be counterproductive to protest it. And then it just pushes people away if they know they're being rejected by their yeshiva because they're going to college. So practically, even though we don't, we're not in favor of it, we have to be careful about how much we take a hardline position. Why will many students want to be going to college? So he doesn't say because of an ideal pursuit of secular studies, but what's motivating these students to go to college because they have, you know, challenges in terms of their parents. Their parents are telling them they have to get a job. Others, maybe for their own sake, want to have a secular career, a career in some area, not just spend their life learning Torah. And then there are those that, anyway, would not be learning Torah. So therefore, making a strong protest will not necessarily be effective and could even be counterproductive. So even though we don't make a strong protest, it's important as educators to make it clear to students that this is not so obvious that we're, that this is okay. It's certainly not an ideal. It's not even so obvious that it's mutter. You can do it if you need to, but it really is questionable how permissible this is. So that's the general stance that we should take in our yeshivot towards learning in college. But now, he says, what about learning during the summer? That will, as opposed to like going in the evenings or the afternoons to college, that will be able to do it to get a lot of credits and uh, you won't be distracted during the rest of the year that you're devoting yourself to, ta- to learning Torah. So he says the following, 
They're students that in the summer, rather than going out for a vacation, country, uh, rather than going to the country, they want to go to college. So now you would think, how great! Otherwise, you wouldn't be learning Torah anyway. What could be better? If you're going to go to college, do it during the summer. So Rav Moshe says, They say that there's motivated by a good reason. In a few weeks of intensive study, they'll get a lot of credits, and then they'll be free during the rest of the year, the academic year, to really totally immerse themselves in the learning in the yeshiva. No, here's the problem, that there are a lot of women, okay, there are always women in college, but no, in the summer, they go in like unimaginable pre-suit, like they're just dressed so scantily, and there's way too much of a concern of sexual thoughts. Sometimes you're not only seeing them on your way to classes, you're sitting right next to a woman dressed this way. And that could lead to too much, not only sexual thoughts, but actually acting on those thoughts and um, and transgressing sexual prohibitions. There's no way we can permit this. Whatever the purity of the student's motivation, why they want to go to summer school, I don't care how sincere you are, this is too big of a threat, we cannot allow it. You're doing the right thing by forbidding your students to go to summer school. So the message is, go to the country, go relax, but do not go to summer school. So in this tshuva, you really see his concern about two things. You see his general attitude towards college. We're not thrilled with it. And we think, you know, it's maybe permissible. We're not going to protest it. That would be counterproductive. But he really is concerned that under certain circumstances, the environment can be too threatening. And for Rav Moshe, at least one thing is, and we saw this when he was dealing even with co-education of young boys and girls, also very much looking at it from the man's perspective, that the threat of sexual temptation is just too great under some circumstances. We now turn to the second Shuva, which is in your day of 436, 10 years later, 1982. And this is a very long Shuva with many sections. A major part of the question is about going to college and is it permissible and what's our attitude towards yeshiva bachrim who are going to go to college. Um, but also more broadly, what is the extent of our obligation in terms of Talmud Torah? Are we obligated to learn Torah every minute? Are we obligated to learn all of Torah? Um, is there an allowance to stop learning Torah in order to make a parnasa? What's the extent of that allowance? And so on. So here's where he really develops that broader issue about is one allowed to not learn Torah the whole time and to actually pursue a career. So it's a fascinating tshuva from the perspective of his approach to the obligation of Talmud Torah. We're going to focus in on sections 13 through 16 and read selections from them. So in section 13, it's entitled the following, this section. Is there a prohibition to stop learning if you're a yeshiva guy and you've been learning Torah the whole time? So stop your learning in order to go and to go to medical school to learn how to be a doctor. So he says, So Moshe says, look, um, in practice, 
there's a permission to stop your learning and to go uh, and and to go and to follow a career. There's not an isur mamash. It's not prohibited, and it's not even prohibited for somebody who is really growing in Torah. You know, you might say there are two classes of people: people that devote themselves to Torah and people that don't. But Ramosh says no. Even somebody that has until now been devoting himself to Torah and really, really growing, there is not a strict prohibition for him to choose to leave Torah and to pursue a career, whether it's in medicine or whether it's in engineering. Notice that he mentions only sort of sciences. He's not talking about going to become like an English professor. You know, and somebody is following this because this is what they want to do with their life or because, interestingly, he thinks he'll get a better shidduch. So this was at a time when having a good job in the yeshivish community would get you a better shidduch rather than being a, a yeshiva bacher. So much says, look, technically it's not forbidden. Whatever the person's motivations, but it is not possible. You have to know the cost. It is not possible that if you pursue this, you're going to continue to grow in Torah. Not only are you not going to grow, if you don't remain involved in it, your knowledge and memory and, and ability in the world of Torah is going to shrink. While all of that is the cost, technically it is not forbidden. If you can find a place, and here gets the issue of environment, that you don't have to do co-education. This was still at a time where I think you could find single-sex schools even for men. Now, does he mean no co-education at all or none of the concerns he said specifically in terms of how people were dressed, not doing it during the summer? It sounds here like he only wants to allow it in single-sex schools because in that case it would be forbidden even if they won't force you to, li- to teach you heretical things, which makes it clear that if there's a concern that going to college you're going to have to take some courses that are going to teach heretical. And what's heretical? Is heretical things about Torah Misina? Is it things about evolution? Where exactly you draw the line? But that also would make it forbidden. So here Rav Moshe says, look, I'm prepared to say it's not a technical violation. I'm not thrilled with it, but I'm prepared to say that. But it all depends on the environment. An environment that's going to be too threatening in terms of sexual attractions or in terms of uh, heretical thoughts is absolutely not allowed. Then he goes on and he says the following. So it might be you're allowed to do it, but don't fool yourself. You're not learning Torah, and you didn't even really fulfill the mitzvah of knowing Torah, because until you master all of Torah, you haven't really fulfilled that mitzvah. So maybe you're allowed to, but that doesn't mean you're fulfilling the mitzvah. Even though the Torah permits it, okay, you're not learning Torah and you're not fulfilling that mitzvah. And don't forget, by the way, you're still obligated, you still are obligated to set regular times in learning. But don't fool yourself again. You're not going to be a Gadol Torah anymore. You're not going to be a Gadol Torah. You're not going to really fully fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. You still have to learn Torah and know what you're sacrificing, even though it is permissible and it is not strictly a violation. Rav Moshe goes on in the next section and says in Yudalid, How about if student is actually not successful in their Torah learning? Maybe we should be much more understanding and even maybe encouraging. Look, buddy, you know, you've been breaking your head over learning Tosos for the last five years. Maybe you need to find another thing to be doing. Maybe you, you could be a really good doctor. So what will Rav Moshe say about that? Let's see. He says, Because they don't have the abilities to learn Torah well. And they have abilities to learn other things like medicine. 
Limud HaTorah Shayich Lemi Shalomeir HaTorah Lit Gadel B'chol Ofen. So Rav Moshe says, first of all, what you got to know is that even somebody who seems like they don't have abilities, you always can grow in your Torah learning. What does that mean? He says, first of all, you might not be able to go- be good in depth, but if you have a good memory, you could l- learn a lot of it in terms of your knowledge of Torah, and the more you learn, your, de- your ability to understand it in depth will increase, and you'll just be doing the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and God will reward you. Okay, so all of these are nice things to say, and the, the final thing, of course, is true. God will reward you, but we know that there are people that it just doesn't work for them, and they're much more successful in other fields. So then Rav Moshe goes on, and he's claims that you'll always be able to grow in Talmud Torah. But then he goes on and makes the following interesting point. If a person's having a hard time learning Torah, maybe they're going to have a hard time learning other studies as well. And that's going to come at a very serious cost. What will that cost to be? He says like this, If you go into medical school and you're not, don't learn that subject so well, People, you're going to hurt people. You're going to be a bad doctor. You know, the old joke. What do you call the guy who graduated at the bottom of his uh, of his class in medical school? And the answer is doctor. So <laughs> there are a lot of bad doctors out there just because you, you, you passed medical school. That's a much bigger danger that you're going to do to society. I mean, if somebody also thinks that they're a good rabbi and they don't know Torah well and they don't know how to paskin well, that also can injure their spiritual health. But if a person's just going to stick in yeshiva, Rav Moshe says, you know, the cost isn't going to be great and there could be a much greater cost if you go out there and do a job that you shouldn't be doing and not successful in. Again, what this doesn't do is it does not acknowledge that there are genuinely some people who can be excellent doctors and terrible Talmidei Chachamim, but Rav Moshe is not really prepared to acknowledge that. He doesn't want that to become an excuse, because once you allow for that and you say, somebody isn't so much liach, you know, so successful, then it's actually lichatchil and okay, you now have opened up the floodgates. So Rav Moshe doesn't really want to acknowledge that, that phenomenon. In section 15, he says, can you call somebody who has left yeshiva, can you still call them a ben Torah? They spent 10 years learning in yeshiva, and then at the age of 30, they decided to go become a doctor, still has regular times of learning. Can you call this guy a ben Torah? And Rav Moshe says, you cannot. Why can you not call them a ben Torah, even if he's still regularly learning, still knows Torah? He says, because you will then, again, allow people to think that they can leave yeshiva pursue a secular career, and still maintain that status of a Ben Torah, and still be as successful in their Torah learning as they were. And we do not want to be opening that floodgate. You wrote, the person he's responding to, that in response to a position I, Rav Moshe, had that you can't call him a Ben Torah, you wrote, You, the writer, are concerned that if you don't call them a ben Torah, you're just pushing them away with both hands. That this person left to become a doctor, if you were prepared to continue to call them a ben Torah, they'll continue to learn Torah and be involved in the world of Torah. But if you say, we can't call you a ben Torah anymore, learning of Torah will drop off, maybe their Shemir mitzvahs will drop off, that's your concern. Rav Moshe says, I don't recognize that concern. There's a greater cost on the other side. If we consider them to be Bnei Torah, that if the people that left the yeshiva and are learning secular studies could still be called the Ben Torah, why should we be spending all of our time staying in yeshiva for so many years? We'll also leave and we'll be able to still have the status. So it's fascinating, the recognition about the importance of status and what conferring status or not conferring status, the message that that sends, 
decisions and how that influences people and their decisions around these things. Not everybody does things l'shem shamayim. And again, Rav Moshe recognizing if you adopt certain positions, you could open up the floodgates. And then he says, and anyway, I'm not sure why we should care that this person feels, oh, I don't get the honor I deserve that I'm not a Ben Torah. He says, look, buddy, you're not a Ben Torah. And anyway, number two is you're going to get plenty of honor as your as a doctor and so on. And we don't have to be concerned what impact this will have on this person and their connection to the world of Torah. And then he goes on and says, it is true that there are some people that were, are really a gadol b'torah, really, really achieved godless, not just on the path. And nevertheless, they go and they get a career, and them it, it is still fit to call them b'nei Torah, but Rav Moshe says, nevertheless, it's true, that person we do have to honor, there, even though there would be a policy reason to refuse to even call him a Ben Torah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if somebody really deserves that title, we cannot make our policy reasons override. So if you were just growing in Torah and now you're leaving, you're in Rav Moshe's scheme of things, you're no longer a Ben Torah and we have to be concerned about what giving you that undeserved title will mean in terms of influencing other people's decisions. So Rav Moshe very concerned about allowance for individuals but what type of message that is sending and how might that influence other people and open up the floodgates and how we try to sort of manage that um, and really protect our values as a community. It's interesting to contrast Rav Moshe's approach to that of uh, Rav Hutner. Um, Rav Hutner allowed the students of Chaim Berlin to combine their yeshiva study with uh, going to college in the evening and the afternoon. And he also really took pride in the secular accomplishment of his students. When they were successful in their careers, he really believed. You want, you want to be a doctor? Medicine is really important. You want to be an engineer? Engineering is really important. You should be super successful. And at the same time, he said, don't think that you're, you can combine the two. You know, he did not believe in the sort of Torah umada of the modern Orthodox world. He said, Torah or Mada, either one is a very good career, but make your choice. So in that way that he did not want to believe in some combination of the two, he's very similar to Rav Moshe, um, but different in that he really uh, valued uh, secular accomplishments where you do not see that um, in this tshuva of Rav Moshe. So in all these tshuva, we see that Rav Moshe adopts a middle position. He is certainly not modern orthodox. He's not telling you, of course, you have to go to college. Yay, Torah, Mada. Uh, he is not, though, extreme yeshivish on the other end and saying that going to college is totally forbidden. Even for people that are learning in yeshiva, A, it's not true or questionable whether we, it's forbidden and it's certainly counterproductive to say it's treif, it's usher. Absolutely, to go to college, we have to acknowledge that people do have a legitimate permission to do that. At the same time, we have to really, really work at our what we are make clear in terms of our standards and our messaging and not to open up the floodgates. Thanks for listening to Igris Moshe A to Z with Rabbi Dov Linzer. This podcast is brought to you three times a week by Shivat Chovevei Torah. Don't forget to subscribe and check out yctorah.org to learn more.